0: Good afternoon everyone and thank you for listening to Life with the Money Margria. Today's segment I want to talk about priorities. And what I'm actually focusing with priorities is basically what are what your priorities or your goals are. And basically the difference between whether or not like what you should prioritize in life, whether you should prioritize having fun in life or Actually, accomplishing your goals. So, a lot of times, I notice as I get older, I'm less likely to do things that are fun. Well, at least now, like I'm. A lot of my friends feel like you know I don't go out with them a lot. I don't club. I don't. I, I think I've mentioned this before. I don't club. I don't go out partying. I don't travel as much as I used to. And they wonder why. Like it's like it's not that. I've changed really because I would love to go out traveling and I actually do want to go traveling once I'm actually done with my books, like getting everything straight and with that and actually getting them out there, publishing things. Like I have a lot of things on my plate and I feel like a lot of times when I tell my friends that or some friends at least, they don't realize how important that is because I noticed a few of them thought like, when you're writing, like a lot of my writings, because I do write stuff from like when I was in high school, or I do rewrite stuff like that and post it online. That it's a hobby. I'm like, it's not a hobby. It was a hobby before I published a book and before I started publishing books. But before that, like even then, it wasn't. It was more of a passion. This is my goal. My goal is to basically get to write to, to write things that people enjoy to hopefully put my works out there and people will actually enjoy them. People that would start relating to the characters. Maybe a lot of situations, even though there might not be situations the readers would encounter, would be something that they can relate to, that they can actually maybe learn from their lessons and probably be able to apply what they've learned from empathizing with that character to their everyday life. So, I kind of just have to sit down and tell them like it's the difference between prioritizing your life around goals and prioritizing it around fun acting a fool like and i guess it's kind of weird because i'm like in my 20s so people are just like you know you're talking like you're in your 40s i'm like no i'm talking like a person who wants to have this set before i'm 30 so that way when i am 30s i can go and travel and have fun and do all that when I am set to do so or when I feel that I am ready to do so without having to put aside my goals and having to still trying to accomplish them when I'm like in my thirties or in my forties. I know one of my friends, one of my guy friends, actually two of them, when I first met them, they were like, I wanna have a million dollars by the time I'm 30. And actually those two Actually, a few of my guy friends have told me that. Actually, I think it was about four Four of them told me that. And I think about a few of them have actually gotten close to that goal. But that's because they worked their asses off. They partied, but like low-key. They didn't really do much traveling. Now they can do traveling because they have the money to do. So they're very successful in their careers. And I think that was something that kind of motivated me, too. Not really to have a million dollars by I'm 30. You know, that would be great. But it was more like to accomplish a goal, like set a goal and accomplish it by the time I become 30. That's three years away. So my whole thing is when I become 30, I hope that I have at least one book that's like on the bestsellers list and something that is internationally recognized and loved. So that's my goal by the time I'm 30. And I noticed a lot, like, people we tend to, especially a lot of people, like, the time to travel, we have the misconception that the time to travel is, like, when you're in your 20s. But a lot of people don't realize, like, you're your late teen, early 20s, like, once you become an adult. But a lot of people don't realize, like, the thing is, not everybody has, like, trust fund money or something, like, the people that are normally telling us is people with trust funds or people that actually have the money to do so in their 20s. Well, the regular late teens, early 20s or 20s, millennial can barely barely actually afford like a car payment, let alone anything else. So a lot of people don't realize that you should need to prioritize stuff. Like instead of worrying about if you're traveling in your 20s, how about you worry about if you have your own car without having to worry about if you're gonna lose it, like own your own car, own your own house, And then worry about travel because that's actually what I want first is like a house. I want to actually get a house before I'm 30. So that's my biggest thing. Like, I want to get an apartment, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, I want to get like a condo or something. But I'm like, no, I want an actual house. I want to at least own two houses. One is my old childhood home. I loved it, it was a beautiful colonial house. And it's the one place that I actually want to get once I become very successful, like, I want to have that house without having to pay a mortgage. And then I want to have my own house that I would be constantly in. But those are my goals. My goals are to basically get at least one of my books to be a bestseller and internationally known and to be able to buy back my own house, my... to... able to own my childhood home and then have another home that i that i will frequent that will be my main home but to buy back my childhood home and then restore it to what it was before because when we lost um my childhood home when i was younger they completely took out like everything that made it historical it was a very old home took out a beautiful stained glass window that was in the side And they completely made it modernized but that's not how the house was supposed to be it was a beautiful like it was literally a historic home because it was built i think like before slavery it was but it was like it still had secret rooms in it like i had um a servants it had like a lot of details that was just very historic yet the people that moved in after us just made it they really fucked up the Pull essence of the home so that's one of my goals and one of my priorities that's why a lot of times when I look at these friends and I just sit there like look you know you have to know the difference between priority and goal. like like what you need to prioritize like do you really want to prioritize going out acting like you're a Kardashian partying and traveling yet you are still living home with your parents or do you want to actually get your own place Save up money so that way you can have your own, like whether you want a house or an apartment or whatever, do that first and then worry about traveling. Like I don't want to be one of those people where it's like, I'm traveling to all these different places, but I'm still living at home with my, my family. So a lot of people don't realize, except for very few of my friends, that I actually am saving up to get my own house. That's why I don't go out with people and that and the fact that I'm also have so much to do with like different publications. I know I told you that I'm trying to get a lot of things out there. I'm publishing about three books this year, and then I'm trying to finish my online series. So that's four books in total that will be published, one exclusively online. So I have a lot on my plate, and that's not including stuff I have to do for school. So that's my priority. My goal is just like, I'm prioritizing my goals. So that way later in life, I can be able to travel and do this and that. Because that's how I noticed that most of the successful people in life, that's how they work. They don't really prioritize pleasure first and don't take care of necessities. And I think we live in a generation, especially with my generation, being a millennial, that we're in this like almost fantasy world where we don't prioritize our goals, like the necessities, like getting a car, getting your own place, uh, getting a degree, getting a really good job. And then, then worrying about traveling. We're always worrying about living the richer, the, like the, like living the extravagant luxury life when we're still living at home with our like parents of like our late twenties. And sometimes people say it's, oh, it's because we can't afford it. Yes, that is a part, but it also has to do with the fact that we live lives as if we're not, like as a, as if we have the money to burn. Yet yeah, instead of using that money to actually accomplish something, like just the necessities and then accomplishing our dreams. So my whole thing is if you have if you're a millennial like me, maybe you should think about what is it that you need to prioritize? I know, especially when you become 21, you just want to live life, have fun, burn money, whatever. I know I've been there. I've done it. <laughs> like, I cannot, I'll be like preaching to the choir because seriously, I've done it all. So I know exactly how it feels. Like you're 21, you just want to have fun. You don't give a fuck about anybody else. Yes, I've been there. But you also have to kind of think about what is it that you what is your goal what is your ultimate goal is it something you have to put a lot of time most of the time if it's a good goal and it's not some easy thing like uh becoming a youtube star or some something where you know that it's like it doesn't take that much to fucking conquer that goal then or like instagram star or whatever then you have to kind of sit down plan out what you need like what are the steps you need to take how much is it going to take for you to even get to that goal? Because everything, a lot of people say there's, if you really want to like, for instance, for example, modeling, or even writing, people say, if you have to put out money, then you're not, then it's not uh, writing, or it's not like, then it's not legit. Okay. I'm talking from another writer, and also someone who used to model, you have to put money into those careers before you can even make money. I'm gonna tell you that straight right now. If you wanna be a model, you have to put money in there, whether it's to get like a really professional photographer, so that way you can have legitimate, like really nice photos that agencies will actually look at. And then you also have to probably get like a really legit, like if you don't know how to, the first thing a model, or you're not one of those fluke models who literally can model but it's by fluke, like literally they're just doing whatever they feel like. And that happens a lot in the modeling agency, in the modeling world. Then you have to get some type of classes. And I'm not talking about pageant modeling classes. So you have to be very careful because they can always tell the difference between pageant modeling and like actual editorial modeling. So you have to put money in there. You have to take classes. You have to get a really good photographer. You have to get the wardrobe so that way you can have different different outfits that you can use for that. You have to build a portfolio. That all costs money. So if anybody tells you, oh, you shouldn't have to spend a dime to be a model, that's bullshit. Because most of the time they probably just literally tripped, fell, and, and got the attention of a freaking recruiter. But that doesn't happen for everyone. If you're really passionate about something, you have to put the money and the effort into it. Same thing with writing. I hate it a I hate it when I see articles that sit there and say, if you self-publish, then you know don't self-publish because it's a bad idea. That it's it's not really like it, it dele- uh, delegitimizes you as a writer. Which on some grounds it can it depends who you because there are some type of self-publishing sites which I'm not gonna lie that or people places like publishers that will literally have you buying stuff to publish but it's like a ridiculous amount but then there's others that are kind of like the reason why you're buying this stuff is to make it a little bit more professional because this is normally what they would put out anyway when you're in a publisher so you're doing the exact same thing that you would, that the publisher would normally do. That's the difference. Now, it's not that it, let me talk a little bit more about how it. it doesn't really delegitimize it. It's just that a lot of people who self-publish don't realize that, yes, you're putting your work out there, but that just because it's published does not mean you have to make sure that it's, validated by people that are outside of that self-publishing world. So you want to try to maybe get critics that review both self-published books, but also regular novels, get more critiques from them. And then, you know, maybe before you even actually publish the book. So that way you can have these people as like to help legitimize it, because there are a lot of people, a lot of agencies, or a lot of, like, I know, grants and stuff that will not accept you if you're self-published. And it's because of the constant like self-publishing. You can literally publish whatever the fuck you want, and it doesn't matter. But there are a a lot of these people who say it's not legitimized or it it delegitimizes you in the writing world. But then I look and say, look, you know how many famous writers actually use, like they self-published before they even became famous? One of my favorites is Stephen King. Before he even actually got a publisher, he self-published all of his novels prior to being published. And I was just like, hold on, wait, Stephen King did what? And that's actually where I got the idea from because it's like after being rejected like 5 million times, and this happens for every author. Like if I can, I can literally go down the list of how many authors have been like basically rejected. Like, and you'd be surprised. Like, what was it? J.K. Rowling, one of my mom's favorite writers. My two. I love her. But she was rejected a lot. I think it was probably in the hundreds, I, I think I read. She was rejected a lot. Same thing with Stephen King. Same thing. There was a lot of them that were like, you'd be like, you'd be marveled at how much they were rejected before they actually, somebody actually snatched them up. And I think that rejection probably was the reason why Stephen King actually decided to self-publish because it's like, why are you gonna wait for somebody to recognize your talent when you can get it out there and get the attention of the people and then have somebody recognize you? So it's all about how much you put into the situation. You can't just like, for instance, I anyone that ever read my book, you notice that I published with Lulu, that it is a self-publishing, company so what I did was I gathered the money I got funding for the money to actually have the exclusive package for it and then I did the steps for it try to uh, got an editor to review it I have all these people that I work with now and you'll see that especially when you see the pacemaker and eyes I got um, professional book designers book cover designers. I actually am getting people that can, um, professional editors and everything. Like I have my own team. So that way they, they can help me make these books, my like the pacemaker eyes and Scarlet Moon, they can make them the best that they are. So that way they're just as best, they're just as good as any of the mainstream novels that are out there. So that way people, it will catch the eye of the people. So of readers and people that are interested in these types of novels, because I want to kind of demystify the whole self-publishing, like the whole self-publishing myth that people say that if you self-publish, then it's like, obviously, you know, whatever self published is garbage. This This is basically what people allude to. And that's not true. Because yes, you'll get some hit and misses because I've seen a few books where it's like they self publish but I don't think they've ever heard of like, just you could use pro writing aid to like edit most of your stuff before it even hits the editor. And I see some major grammatical errors and I'm just like, fuck. And I know a lot of people might've seen that for my first chapter, but like I said, if um, I think I've said this before, that that first chapter, I rewrote everything from eyes. So that first chapter that is in the back of Secrets of My Heart is completely re- rewritten. It's the same. There, there's some things I kept the same, but a lot of it's rewritten. I think I've expanded a lot of stuff. So it's different now. But my whole thing is just when you prioritize a goal you have to know how much you need to put in there a lot of people want to sit there and spend their money on things that are frivolous or things that they can maybe wait until they can actually afford it or should like until they can actually afford it and i know this happens a lot with my generation so my whole thing with it is just you know save your money if you're a millennial like me you know prioritize whatever goal you have and see how much like basically make a list of what is it going to take for you to reach that goal don't waste your money on frivolous things don't like yes it's good to experience the world but at the same time it's like if you can't even get your own car or you're not living on your own maybe you should prioritize doing the like necessities first before worrying about traveling before doing things like that Like, you know, traveling and, like, experiencing thing. If you're still living in a home with mommy and daddy, then maybe you need to, like, worry about, hey, can I experience living on my own before I worry about that? No. I noticed, like, this sounds like a rant, but it's not. But I just know, I get this a lot. A lot of people ask me, like, why should I do this? Why should I do that? And this is basically my whole thing when it comes to prioritizing a goal. That is your main goal, is... Independence. This should be the like main goal for every millennial. For everyone, basically, is independence. If you can't live on your own, or you don't have your own independence, it's what's the whole point of being American? Like, you need to be able to support yourself. You should be able to live on your own, to deal with yourself first before getting into anything serious. Like a lot of people like to skip steps. They like to have babies and get married before they can even live on their own. How about you prioritize on your own, then do those two. If you can't live on your own, then what's the point? And I don't mean living with a with your significant other. Most of the time, like a lot of people live with a significant other, there's a problem with that. If you live with a significant other, before you ever have the experience of living on your own, what happens when it falls apart? You go back to mommy and daddy. So try living on your own, on your own. No roommates, no, or if you have to have roommates, fine, but no significant others first. Like they can move in later if that's what they want to do, but it's a precaution. And a lot of people feel like, oh, you're so morbid or you're so pessimistic, but no, it's unrealistic. You have to basically be able to support yourself before you can support another person whether it's a significant other, or if it's a child, if you can't support yourself, then what's the whole point? So that's my main part about this, this segment of my show. It's just get your priorities straight. A lot of my my peers in my generation don't really do that. And that's my whole thing is just set your priorities and go for it. Don't, Think of the luxuries as a priority. You can travel and do shit like that later. Or at least do one trip a year. Don't go from like, oh, I'm traveling for like five months and then you wonder why you're broke at the end of that five months. How about worrying on your careers? Because most of the people that I, well, at least the ones that I know that are not in already successful careers, been living on their own, are ones that are still struggling to like Advance in their career, but I'm like, if you spent less time traveling, maybe and saving up, you might actually be able to advance in your career. Spend more time in your career, spend more time on like helping yourself getting your own apartment on your own without having to worry about your significant other or whoever. Maybe get a roommate, that's fine, but not a significant other. Then you can worry about other things like luxuries which are traveling and things like that, experiencing other things. Mm. So that's all I have to say. Get your priorities straight, that's it. Set, set um, priorities for your goals, steps for your goal and follow them. Know the difference between what a goal is and the luxuries in life. Luxuries are always gonna be there. You know, if you wanna travel, you can always travel to Italy whenever you want, but. Your goals sometimes are never, like they they might disappear or you will no longer be able to achieve them because they might have a time limit. Like maybe, for instance, let's say you have a goal that you want to work for the government. I know for an instance, there's a lot of government agencies that won't accept you after a certain age, especially for certain, like for entry-level jobs. So unless you have experience, they're not going to accept you. So, you have to know how to prioritize it. Like how to prioritize your goals according to your luxuries. And how can you like what steps can you take to get to that goal? So that's it for this segment. Thank you so much for listening to my little rant about priorities and getting that straight. Uh, I actually will have one more segment in about 30 minutes. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about I had a few more questions that I got from a few of my fans that I want to answer so that's going to be a questions and a question section so I actually wanted to like have like a very brief segment about that. And I know I've done a lot of segments like that but you guys ask me some pretty good questions and I feel bad when I don't get to every one of them. And I do answer them personally but again I don't want to get the same questions when you guys message me on my other sites so I just want to kind of answer them all at once. So thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next segment in 30 minutes. It's Amani Margria. I wanted to share a little beauty secret with you guys. I know for maybe about a year or so, I used to have a lot of stress from school, work, you know, writing my books and everything, deadlines and everything, really messed with my skin. I actually had the worst acne scars I've ever had in my life. I used to never really get acne scars or they would go away, but I noticed as I get older, it's harder for my skin to bounce back from acne scars especially when they're stress related from pimples that were created by stress. So the one thing that I started using maybe about a few months ago was these Wish Trend Natural Vitamin 21.5 Enhancing Sheet Mask and it really helps. It actually hydrates your face and it helps with reducing the acne scars when you use it for a prolonged amount. I normally get the 25, I think it's like 25 amount pack or like 30 mask pack and I use it basically daily and it really helped reduce my acne scars and also help prevent new acne scars from occurring. And I know this is great for like if you're, I know as a female, I know it's like, you know, it's the female problem, like, you know, right before at least I know for myself that right before my period I always break out it's horrible and it's it's hard for those pimples to actually go away it, it's it's actually harder for you to get rid of those pimples so what I would normally do to get help reduce that is I would use these masks and I would also take some vitamin E oil and add it to every beverage I use or every beverage I drink so water and green tea, which is like my staple, and it helps get rid of these pimples, and the one thing that I noticed about this mask, and I got my friends into it, and now they use it, and oh my god, their face cleared up so much, is that it does help, because it has a lot of essential vitamins that your face loses as you get older, and it helps make it so smooth and hydrated, doesn't leave it um, kind of like... It's not it's moisturizing in a hydrating way it, it doesn't feel like you're you're having lotion on your face like I know I've tried some face mask or brightening mask and it it has like almost like a cream serum like a moisturizing serum but it's like it leaves it very like like you have lotion on your face. This is more hydrating. It feels like you have literally water on your face like it, it makes it so hydrating and soft and refreshing so it's perfect for anyone who it's perfect for acne but it's also perfect for like getting your skin back to what it used to be years ago if you're like me you're late 20s and you know your skin's not how it was before this is the product for you I swear by it so definitely Wishtrend I love their products it they have the best this mask is definitely my favorite it's the natural vitamin 21.5 enhancing sheet mask I use that I also use the green tea powder oh it's the green tea powder face wash so it's in a little green bottle and it's that helps too and it's so refreshing because it's green tea so I'm addicted to green tea so I can't help it but I love it so anything with green tea you know I'm buying that or green tea and like cucumber oh enough said but definitely go get yours today I can promise you it will help with discoloration like facial discoloration acne scars and also new acne that happens like like I said before that right before before my period I always break out so and it's really hard like these are not normal pimples it takes forever for them to go away but if I use these masks then I can literally get they go away pretty quick and it's amazing it's literally a lifesaver I have numerous friends that have, I got them into it and now their face is just flawless. So definitely get yours today. Trend is definitely a product that, it's a company that I swear by. The only thing I will say about a lot of their products, because it is Korean, there are brightening effects. Brightening effects, people might say it's like, um, you're lightening your skin. So normally, but that happens with anything that you use for acne scars. I hope you guys know that. It's not not the same thing as bleaching your skin. Your brightening is like you're lightening your skin. And it's not the same as bleaching your skin. Because you're not putting any bleach or any type of bleach products on your skin. It's because if you ever had any products, whether it's something that you get from the drugstore or anything that... I've ever gotten that had to do with like acne scars they always have a brightening effect because for you to get rid of dark spots it has to lighten the spots so the more you use it it actually the only way you can get rid of um, dark spots is by actually lightening the skin around it so you have to lighten the spots which in turns if you use it all over your face then it also will lighten the skin or brighten it so this is something that when I normally use this treatment I did in the winter because I know that I'm already ghost white when I'm when I, during the winter anyway you can use in the summer too me. you can use in the summer too but the thing is what I noticed with the summer it doesn't really affect your skin that much because I I'm still the same color it doesn't really brighten it it hydrates more I noticed so I don't think this one is as brightening as some of the ones that I've used. And it wasn't Trend; It was another company. But I'm just telling you that some of their products are brightening. This one, it, I don't think it's... No, this is just skin tone improvement. I don't think it has um, a brightening effect. But I, I also use other products from different companies. So that's what I'm saying. And they happen to actually be specifically a brightening. To get rid of like really difficult acne scars. I'm just letting you guys know that because I know a lot of people, they have the misconception that for you to get rid of acne scars, they don't realize that any product that helps you with that, it does have a brightening, like you have to lighten that acne spot, that you have to actually lighten the skin that is that has the scar on there. So, just letting you guys know that, this is a little tip for me to you guys because I know I've told this to my friends I actually they use this in their skin clear up of me like literally it refreshed them. So it, it does take Wish Trend. I notice takes like about a week or so after ordering maybe a week and a half to get to your house but that's fine. There's another product that I actually use that is available at CVS it's called Peach Slices. I normally get that until my Wish Trend comes but you'll see the difference between Peach Slices. And Wish Trend. Wish Trend is so hydrating. This specific mask is so hydrating compared to the Peach Lysis. Peach Lysis is very, um, that's the one that is kind of moisturizing. It feels like you have lotion on it. It's very soft. It softens the skin a lot. But it's not as hydrating as Wish Trend. Try them both and I bet you you'll know. And I use the brightening one for that one. For the acne scars. Because different masks are um, different masks have different effects I noticed I think it was the firming effect is dry like literally it dries the skin so if you use peach slices and use the firming one it, it kind of gives you a very dry effect because I didn't know how dry it was I thought it going not be hydrating no so just be very careful which ones you use the brightening one normally has more moisturizing effects And the other ones, they normally will tell you what's in it, and you can kind of tell which one's going to be, like, a drying effect or just, like, just by reading the label. So I hope you guys try it out. Wish Trend is definitely a lifesaver. It's helped me. It's helped my friends. And I'm not going to say it works for everyone. You know, try it. See if it works for you. If it doesn't, then, you know, that's fine. It's to each their own. But it's definitely a lifesaver for me. It's really helped my skin. Like I said, I've been under a lot of stress in the past year and this really helps. Hey everyone, it's Amani Margria and this is my question segment where I'm basically going to answer a few questions. Most of these I noticed, most of the questions I get so far, I guess, because it has the most um, chapters up. Is questions about my fanfiction YYHSC DTS so what I'm actually going to do today is read off a few questions that I get and answer them as best as I am able to I have about four here that I found and there's a few others that I have too because I might have to actually a few of these questions are things that I can't really answer without giving you giving too much or spoiling too much for those that might not have read the series or actually for future occurrences. So I have to actually go through here and see which ones I can actually answer on air without giving too much away. So one of the things that I get a lot is why does it take me so long to update online? So whether you're on my site, cause I know I haven't updated money for a while so we're actually going through that right now we're actually editing it now it's only me and my manager so it's two people running all these sites so it's not just me and someone else i used to have other people too but we had to get rid of a few people so i i have to actually hire people that i trust so we're actually looking for people that currently that we trust that can run these sites that we can give them the passwords for these sites, and they can actually run it, they could update it, and things like that. So we're actually seeing who we can hire. Um, right now we're looking for students because this is most likely going to be a situation of an unpaid internship. But we haven't decided yet. If they're really good and they're amazing at their job, then of course we'll pay them. But Um, The reason why it takes me so long for updates, whether it's on my websites or anything, is because it's two people running it. And it's also because I've, me personally, I can't always update because I'm always busy with my deadlines. Whether it's my online deadlines and just trying to get the material as best I can to finish the chapters and everything like that as best I can. But I also have other things. Like I told you, I'm publishing three books this year. And I'm also trying to finish, um, HSE DTS by the end of this year. So I have so much on my plate along with school, cause I'm still in school. So I still have a lot of things that I have to do. Um, and then personal situations that actually keep me at bay as well. So it's not like I'm trying to be, to procrastinate and things like that. I just have a lot on my plate right now. So I'm sorry if it, I know a lot of people get disappointed when I don't, update a lot that's why I decided to end this saga this year to finish it this year so by Christmas hopefully the whole series when the whole series the whole saga for the dark Tournament saga will be completed by this year and then I can start on next saga the memory arc for Haruna so I've mentioned this I think like yesterday or my last show so Okay, people are asking me about this story now. So people asked me about what happens to Haruna's mentor, Nayaki. And this is from my fan fiction, uh, DTS. All right, guys, I can't tell you. Sorry. <laughs> I would love to tell you what happened to him. Because some people are like, what happened to him? Um, did he die? Is he still alive? This and that. Like, I can't answer that right now. You will have to read the series and find out. You will find out what happens to the mentor, I believe. You will find out what happens to him. Um, I believe you find out what happens to him. You're definitely going to find out, at least to Haruna's extent, what happens to him in her arc, in her memory arc, you find out what happens to him, So her extent. Because at one point, and I didn't mention this in this story, so if this is a spoiler for some guys, if you haven't read it, then read this. If you haven't read my series, then go to what uh, Wattpad and everything and read my series because that's where you're going to find all the information I'm telling you right now. So yeah, she actually... At one point, she actually separates from him. So it's it's very weird on how I write it. And I, it's vague how I write it for a reason. Because you're going to find out very soon what happened to her extent. So like what she remembers and what happened to him. So you'll find out after the Dark Tournament Saga. Uh, who is the leader of Team Kazaki? You will find out. In chapter sixteen, that's all I can say. I'm not <laughs> saying anymore. I, I know you guys want to know. I, I know you guys are like, because there's some questions that I guess I could say um, that link to this, to this question. Like, what's her problem with Makoto? Why does she hate Makoto? What the fuck? <laughs> why, why can't you leave Makoto alone? Um, yeah, I really can't tell you guys because you're going to find out in chapter 16. So chapter 16 is going to be uploaded this week. So all those questions, you'll definitely find out by then. Okay, so where can I get updates on YYHSC DTS? So you can get updates from it. I normally will update it here, but I can actually, I'll give you like, tell you when I'm going to put new, like when I'm actually going to Put new chapters here I normally say that for like any of my writing but I actually have a Facebook site for it and I have that on one of my late tree links I don't know if I have a link to this station so I might have to update that so that we guys can have it but it's there actually is a Facebook page for it it's facebook.com slash show SC and that's it <laughs> and then there's also wiki a Wikia page for it I caution going to the wikia page because the wikia page is not always updated by me it's also updated by readers i've noticed that a lot and i i think that's so cute though because i love the fact that you guys actually update it I, I don't i notice a lot of people that have updated it so far according to like how the story goes so it's just basically the same thing yuhakashose.wikia.com so i hope you guys like it it does have spoilers, so please heed <laughs> the caution, because that is just—I'm telling you—there's there might be a few spoilers on there. Um, I know I had a few other questions because I, I think some of your questions are just some of them are statements, some of them are questions, some of them are just funny because I didn't think people would really get this into my story it's like I didn't think it was gonna be like that but it's it's kind of funny like like I said the last one that I couldn't tell you who the yeah you guys are kind of funny because I didn't know there were so many team Makoto's out there because yeah that's this kind of funny <laughs> um oh you guys wanted to know like what what would I rank the three girls so how would i rank them by power all right of course this is kind of obvious makoto would be the strongest one i think you can kind of get that from reading the series then haruna then kamika now another person asks will that change so somebody asked me like how would i rank them and will that change so i can't tell you that i'm sorry maybe it will maybe it won't You know you'll just have to keep reading to find out i really can't tell you have these questions i just wrote them down so i can tell you guys there's certain questions i cannot answer you and i probably did give you guys some of these questions like you have to keep reading to find out because there's certain things that it's just like you wouldn't ask like that's like asking oda you know are are you planning on bringing ace back or something or some weird question like that like what's gonna happen to luffy at the end Like, he's gonna sit there and he's gonna laugh at you and he's like, I can't tell you that. (laughs) Like, you're just gonna have to keep watching to find out. Keep reading the manga to find out. Like, it's just not happening. (laughs) But yeah, I'm so glad that you guys sent me these questions. I'm trying to pick the ones right now that I feel like I can answer because there's some of them that I really can't. So, one person asked me, When do you think? Karama in when am I gonna have karma and Makoto together? Um, you're just gonna have to read to find out. Sorry, that's another one I can't tell you guys. But I will say that you're gonna have more romance in this in this saga between the two of them, but you're probably not gonna actually see any real romantic interaction between them until God's World Saga which is after the memory arc so I can't really say any more than that but that's going to be a big romantic part for her for Makoto and also for Kimika I just can't tell you with who so for Kimika so that's what you're going to see more on both parts so I kind of gave you guys a little spoiler for those of you that read my series if you don't then please check it out it's Available is Yu show sc. You can find it on Wattpad or Quotive. I again, I don't know how to pronounce what I think it's Wattpad or Wattpad. I don't know, but it's I'll put the link into my link tree so if those of you that actually are interested, you can look at it. Um, I'm trying to really avoid major spoilers, so I'm just trying to like go over questions that I know that I can answer without having to say, I'm sorry, guys, I can't do that. (laughs) Because I know that gets annoying after a while. But there's certain things that I just can't say. Um, Let's see. I think that's about it. I think that's all I can actually say right now for that series. I've gotten a few... I haven't really had that many for Memories of the Prodigy. It's more just people saying that how they related to it, how they cried through the series. With it just, I haven't because it's only three chapters that I posted so far of it. So, but I get a lot for YYHSC. So I'm trying to keep, like, put that out right now. Um, I'm trying to find ones that I could actually answer. I'm sorry, guys, if it's taking me a little bit longer to look through this. But I think that's all I'm going to answer for today. I don't think there's anything else that I can say without giving some major spoilers. Um, somebody did ask me how many big reveals are going to happen in this, in this saga. Now I can kind of tell you guys how many big reveals there are going to be because there's going to be some major big reveals and major foreshadowing. So there's going to be some foreshadowing, like you're gonna see foreshadowing for both the identity of future major characters. So there's gonna be a lot of foreshadowing for that. You're gonna see some foreshadowing of future relationships. You're gonna see a lot of that within this saga. There is actually going to be um some major conflicts, you're going to see foreshadowing of some hidden relationships that are going to be revealed in God of the World Saga, the next saga. And that's about all that I can really say without giving away too much. You're going to find something out. You're going to find some major points about the girls and some of the guys too. Because the one thing about my fanfiction that I noticed when I go over the old chapters is that I really, not only did I introduce new characters, but I really developed the characters, their backgrounds. Because the one thing I loved about the series was the fact that he, it was so empowering. But at the same time, I kind of hated the fact that he kind of was very vague when it came to the major characters' development. Like... He and Karama were like big fan favorites, yet they had like zero to no history. And when he did start actually developing those characters, it was like kind of like you randomly picked the fucking like he randomly made like okay he he threw he into a random relationship towards the end to kind of dispel the whole he and Karama relationship crap that started going around the same time. And I was just like, it's, it shows, it looked like he randomly did that. Cause it was around the time that a lot of people were like the rumors of them being like, you know, gay lovers and stuff like that started coming out, which would have been fine. But like, I really, I'm one of those people that like, I, it was more of a bromance than it was a romance. And I guess I can notice that because I'm so used to like having guy friends. So I know how they act. So, and don't. No, like I'm not gonna be one of those I guess that's why I have there's a lot of love interests for them and I focus on their relationship because it is more of a romance. that's all I saw it as I never saw it as like a romance type and I've seen like you know those type of animes when the guys are interested in one another and I was like I, it doesn't even look the same <laughs> like how do you guys even think that it's it's there like it looks like a really like tight bromance and I'm like I don't see anything else. Like, I don't see how a lot of people, but that got, I think that got under his skin too. Cause I knew that wasn't what he was applying. And I know he did write in a few characters that were romantically involved, like to that had gay relationships. And that was, you could see the, the difference between them and he and Krama, it was not the same. So my whole thing was for writing the series was basically, I think it was just I wanted to expand it started off as expanding Karama and Hiei's background because I felt like they were two of the most important characters I just didn't get a lot of like appreciation but I don't touch the one thing about the series is I never touched the original story so whatever happened in anime will not be overwritten it'll be expanded I don't change anything in the original story but i do expand past the timeline so it continues on past the last part of the anime so this is actually just expanding past things that he left out the original author left out so i hope you guys really like it this is something like i'm as i read through a lot of the things that i wrote before like i just I marveled at <laughs> all the things that i wrote because I actually really wrote a lot for the series. I got past the original, the last saga. So, to the point that Karama's in college at that point. Um, I think it's his first year of college. And use in his last year, I think, of high school and things like that. So, it's, it's, it really, and you see, I actually developed their powers a lot better than I think it was in the series. I feel like it was just like, so I don't know. It's up to you guys. You guys are the critics. Like I said, we're going to be changing everything for the series, online series, We're actually I'm edit, re-editing everything and rewriting it. And I'm working with a very talented artist to actually re- redo the cover art for not only this the saga, but the entire series. So each chapter thing and we're also going to be working on merchandising and actual a manga series like turning the fanfiction into a manga so it's going to be obviously a free manga that's going to be available online but still you guys get it so I hope you guys continue to write to me like I said I'll continue to answer as much as I can and I will continue to answer your questions just Keep them sweet and try not to repeat the questions. That's why I kind of put it on here. But I love it when you guys write to me. And some of your comments are funny. I'm not going to lie. A lot of your comments are hilarious. But I just did not understand how you guys could get that into the series. It, it's, it's amazing to see, but at the same time, it's, it's just so hilarious. I love hearing from you guys. Keep it up and have an amazing day.